when a baby will be old enough that like it'll understand the basics of a, a conversation but it doesn't know words yet so it'll like look back and forth to people Babbling. and it'll babble at the appropriate times what? yeah that's johnny strong and portraying emotion time out side podcast telling jay facts about babies like two <laughs> truths and a lie because he is just fucking floored right now that's wild There are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Protect your own neck. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. Hello. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Casey, what's this month's theme? This month is Killer Bee Month. Wu-Tang forever in our cinema. Last week, I brought 2001's Volcano High. I'm not going to say starring Method Man, but his (laughs) voice was in it. And this week, Jay, you brought something with less of his voice in it. What did you bring? On this week's episode, we watch 2010's Sinners and Saints, which has Method Man in it again, just like last week. Kind of. But a lot less. Sort of, yeah. Even though he never appeared in the last movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was on set for about three hours, but technically he is in the film. Do you think he was supposed to be in the film? Or do you think it was like, hey, Method Man's lurking. Let's invite him in and see where this goes. My God, Method Man's here. Just keep rolling. Keep rolling. (laughs) Engage. We'll cut around it later. Method Man shows up. You yes and him, motherfucker. (laughs) Jay, before we get into the rest of this film, we need you to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us in this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. Uh, You've been going about your day. Uh, a man on the street asked you for a light, and you happen to have a lighter on you, so you gave yeah. him one. Uh, unfortunately, that man then proceeded to self-immolate, and it was actually Method Man's oh, no. nephew. Yeah. Oh, no. He's very mm. upset. He thinks it's on you for giving him the no, lighter. No, I, I didn't yeah. do it. So in the 10 seconds before you get thrown into the back of a van to have Method Man do what he will, sell us on this movie. Ew. Wouldn't tough guy uber-violent cop uses his dead wife and kid to turn into a murderous asshole for justice? And by justice, I mean the inability to express his emotions. Nine seconds, I think. <laughs> Maybe all ten. Casey, while they were throwing me in the back of this van, you are were on the other side of the van with the open door where someone was offering you a candy bar, which you were like, fucking chocolate? Hell yeah. Fuck I mean, yes. I'm not going to say no to free chocolate. <laughs> right? Nope. Hey, man. And... Unbeknownst to you, you're also going to get grabbed and tossed in this van. So in the 10 seconds before you're tossed in the van I with me, back. sell us on this movie. The reincarnation of Samurai Cop bumblefucks his way through a mystery while almost getting his partner killed and never catching the big fish. This is no hard target, kids. Eight seconds. Really using up all that time. <sighs> all I could think the whole time while watching this movie is this is not hard target. <laughs> This is not hard. Hard Target is the bar for a New Orleans set film for me. I agree. I agree. To explain why this isn't Hard Target, let's go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. Okay, but I'm just going to... Spoiler, it's not Hard Target. (laughs) 
I want a, I want a Casey reviews channel where it's just every week. Still was not hard target. Zero Didn't out of ten. Hard target. So I'm really confused as to why you guys keep giving me movies that aren't hard target. Like subscribe and share the not hard target movie podcast. Thank you. Close your eyes. Trust me. The yellow filter in this film is painful. I want you to imagine the oh. 1993 film Hard Target starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Sinners and Saints has nothing to do with that. Now, open your eyes and gaze upon Sergeant Johnny Strong, a hard-boiled cop in New Orleans doing his best to outdo the criminals. Did I mention that he isn't Van Damme? I, I wouldn't say hard-boiled so much as uh, uh, viciously brutal. He has a higher <laughs> body count than any criminal in the film. Hey, the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a badder guy with a gun. So let's, like, Deuteronomy. And they, he knew. You know? Uh, that's probably in there somewhere, sure. Didn't I... Sorry, not, not to, like, immediately derail, but didn't Berenger... Like at the start of the movie, blatantly say that IA was investigating him because he had yeah. murdered a guy who was found with an empty gun that had never been fired in his hand. Correct. Yes. So okay. <laughs> and he's like, but anyway, you're not fired yet because they still gotta like do a case. So like, why don't you go to this new place? Right. Like, they are going to be literally arrested for murder tomorrow. But in the meantime, please go continue about the city with all of your guns. You're not <laughs> fired yet. <laughs> Keep copying. And then, you know, we'll hit you up tomorrow or something. Johnny's on the job one day when his partner gets murdered right in front of him. And most everyone else on the scene ends up with a bullet to the brain. His day goes from bad to worse when he finds out his captain, Tom Berenger, tells him he's a whisper away from being fired and will be temporarily assigned a new partner. Temporary. Things continue to slide downhill for the killer cop when his old military buddy, played by Sean Patrick Flannery, cajoles him into meeting for a drink to give him a bootleg copy of Kung Fu Panda. Flannery alludes to the fact that he might be leaving or getting murdered soon. Then, you know, he gives a very un-Irish goodbye. Yeah, as someone who's Irish and Irish goodbyes, it was weak sauce. Also, isn't fucking Method Man supposed to be in this? This is the whole point of the month. He's not in it. Soon, soon. He'll get there soon. So Sergeant Strong goes to his first crime scene with his new partner where he finds a dude burnt to a crisp like the fry that fell in the bottom of my oven three years ago. At least I think it's a fry. I hope it's a fry. Dude was crispy. Yeah, bad news. That human French fry was the little brother of Weto, played by Method Man. Uh, Yay! We're only, like, really into the movie. Way too far (laughs) in. Method and Strong come to an agreement that they'll find the person responsible in street justice, then blah, 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 blah. You've seen movies. You understand. Yeah, it turns out that this barbecue isn't an isolated incident. Roasties turn up all over the city, and each one points back to Strong's military buddy from earlier. Sean Patrick seems to have Russian paramilitary ties that have him running all up and down the dirty coast. When Johnny and his partner finally catch up with Sean, he hints to them that the Ruskies might be after that bootleg copy of Kung Fu Panda he dropped off. Unfortunately, he won't be sticking around for the matinee as he explodes himself right after in a gunfight. When Johnny and his partner finally catch up with Sean, he hints to them that the Ruskies might be after that bootleg copy of Kung Fu Panda he dropped off to him earlier. 
Unfortunately, he won't be sticking around for the matinee as he explodes himself right after this in a gunfight. Okay, but did I just spend an hour and 44 minutes watching a you wouldn't download a car commercial? Did I? Is that what just happened? Is this what happens when you pirate? Sometimes, actually, yeah. Because that's kind of like you steal Kung Fu Panda, Disney comes after you. Sends God. the Russians after you. Is it Disney? Are okay. they the paramilitary people? That I would, would be a have much been better movie. So much more on board, right? If like <laughs> it's like this cop chasing down, trying to investigate these dead bodies, and all of a sudden he catches up. You don't get it, man. I bootlegged a Disney film. They're coming after me. <laughs> Is this what happens when you share your Netflix password? Close, Casey. Turns out this isn't a kids' film. It's just a weird military snuff film. It shows soldiers that are getting killed in the line of duty actually getting murdered by their own. Strong barely finishes the post-credit scene when his boss bursts into the house to tell him that they're all about to be fired, which isn't that big of a deal since Berenger just probably gets murdered. The Russians are coming. Oh, someone's got a case of the Mondays, Tom Berenger. The film proceeds to rush through the only good fight scene, leaving Strong to hunt down the final naughty Russians after rescuing his princess partner in another castle. <laughs> the pair chase down the last big baddie until he's lying gasping in the street. Strong's partner begs him to shoot the guy and end all of this, but now he puts his gun down and gives him the bullet. So I guess, you know, maybe he's learned his lesson after all or something. Skew up! Not so fast, Dave. Because here comes Method Man in a pedal van to scoop up the low Russian for what I can only imagine involves a wire hanger that's been sitting on a stove for a way too long. I don't know. Method no. Man in a panel van rhymes. Yeah. It's, uh, I was really enjoying that turn of phrase, yeah. Look at uh, us. Okay. I have a question, okay. Dave. Yeah. I need you to explain Colin's character arc to me. Sean Patrick Flannery, because... I have no motherfucking clue what was happening throughout any of that. First off, are you asking me to explain because you know I was too into Boondock Saints as a kid? Because that's racist. <laughs> I was, but it is. All right. So, Colin, I, I, this is just what I can glean from what of the movie I could actually pay attention to. Because I'm going to be honest, I browned out a lot yeah. trying to get through this film. I, it's an hour and 44 minutes that feels like seven days. <laughs> I could not believe how this movie just kept going. Anyway, so Colin was, I think, a buddy of Johnny Strong's from when they were kids. Okay. And then they went into the military together. Sure. And then they got out. But Johnny was the like, I'm going to be a white picket fence guy and have a kid and be a cop. And, and Colin, Sean Patrick Flattery, was like, I'm going to be the druggy guy. And then so he went and just got way too into like drugs and stuff. And now they they just kind of reconnect like once every few years where they like get a bar and they're like, boy, life's <laughs> different, but you're still my soldier, bro. And now soldier bro got himself into some shit with these Russians uh, and pick a fence guy has to help him out. It felt like this was not the first time that Johnny Strong picket fence guy has helped him out before. He's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I thought I told you kids to stop getting into weird shit. It's supposed to be something of a redemption arc for him. Colin is he, he gives this big speech about how he's always 
fucking up and he didn't even know that Johnny Strong's son had died because he's such a bad friend, which we didn't even mention in the plot because it's just (laughs) we don't need it. We don't need it. I'm also going to say something nice about Sean Patrick Flannery. I think he is the I'm going to give him an award for the guy that kept his accent the longest. (laughs) (laughs) And that, my friend, is worth its weight in gold. Shashing! It's for you. His accent lasted a lot longer than anyone else in this movie that was trying for an accent. So that's worth a lot. Um, He his scene when he finds out that his girlfriend got murdered, though, I can see how you would watch that scene and say that he was the worst actor in the film (laughs) because it's uh, it's he doesn't do strong emotion. Well, no, no. Okay, to be fair, let me and allow me to retort. Okay. Maybe he didn't like her that much. <laughs> He's like, oh, be. man, this financial dead weight is gone. And I didn't have to break up with her crazy ass again. Yeah. Could you imagine being in a situation where, like, you were in a relationship with someone that you just absolutely hated and you were stuck in it for some reason and couldn't get out of it? And then they got murdered and you were like, I need to pretend to be a lot sadder than I feel. Right you know, <laughs> Actually, thinking back to Boondocks, like when Rocco dies and he's screaming in slow motion, he sells that scene appropriately. <laughs> it's over the top, but I bought it. Yeah, sure. He, sure. he slow motion screen cries a lot in that movie, like for his brother and shit. Yeah, that's most of the film, actually. Yeah. He does a great scream cry and I'm into it. Citizen Saints might be a little bit better if they leaned into a little bit more camp like that. If they had a little bit more fun. Uh, they're trying a little too hard to be cool instead yeah. of like actually being like characters. Right. Could you show me an emotion maybe? And then. Because yeah. the, the movie's basically just a, a, a knockoff lethal weapon. Right. Sure. Like all the paint, you know, paint by numbers. Absolutely. Lethal yeah. weapon. But like it forgot that like actually Riggs is a suicidal insane person. Yeah, and he ends the movie by giving his partner the bullet he was going to kill himself with. So, like you know, it wasn't just like, boy, he sure is a badass. Like there was a a reason he did these things, and it was a a a bad reason, a mental health problem that he had. Well, okay, probably shouldn't be a cop. But this guy had a mental health problem. He was a homicidal maniac. He just fucking murdered this shit. Fuck due process. He killed like 30 dudes on screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, but Case, explain how he did it. Because oh, the he's how just fucking so headshot, much- headshot, headshot. One guy, okay, the one guy he was getting investigated over the IAB, he headshotted an unarmed man, essentially. And was but what like, did he do before he shot him? He threw a bullet on him. No. He made him open his eyes and stare at him, stare him in the eyes when he killed him. He is the kind of guy that forces you to look him in the eyes while he kills you. Look me in the eyes so I can finish. I put those up there with arsonists, like people who masturbate to fires where I'm just like, I don't get it and I don't like it. Right. So Sinner and Saints does the movie thing that you need if you're going to show a cop 
who doesn't respect the rules, where it makes sure that every on-screen villain is so unequivocally evil that you don't stop to think about the fact that they're not getting any judicial process. <laughs> but then it, that makes it weird when you specifically include a line from Tom Berenger about how nobody believes you when the guy you are investigated for shooting was found with an empty gun in his hand. Why, why did you include the line about him planning a gun on a guy? You just don't put that line in your movie about a, a cop who doesn't play by the rules. Because now he's a bad cop. I feel like not only is he the hottest boss, but Tom Berenger is one of the coolest fucking bosses you could ask for. Because he's like, hey, IAB's like on your ass and really ready to fire you. But like... You know, you still work here. So if you want to get to the ice cream machine, if you want to take one of the cop cars out for a while, I mean, if you want to borrow my uniform, it's it's gravy. It's whatever. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not going to call the guy who lets a police officer potentially get away with a lot of violent crimes. A cool guy that that's not a, gonna, that's not a cool mom. I'm a cool no. cop. I'm, I'm gonna. Boss. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that we set that aside for a moment because I want to focus on another part of the statement. Casey, did you say that Tom Berenger is a hot boss? Because oh yeah, I, oh yeah. You know, I I uh, I don't understand that on his best day, and Sinners and Saints is not his best day. I agree, but he's arguably oh. the best part of it. Yeah, and he's. I mean, Tom Berenger, he fucks. Looks like he fucked himself into what? a stroke. Nah, he fucked. What? what? He looks good. I, he slurs his way through every line <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, he's supposed to be Southern. That's what they do. <laughs> okay, wait. Was Tom Berenger trying to do an accent? Yeah, yeah I did, he was, did an accent for like an accent? 90 seconds. He He kept it the second longest. Yeah, when he was on the phone, he's like, well, I invite you boys to come down here and try to be pop pop. And then when he got on the phone, he's like, yeah, I'm just Tom Berenger. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's sort of my, my thing. Yeah. I feel like I would love to be the used love seat that Tom Berenger comes home to at the end of his shift. But he's not going to come home because he gets fucking shot in Johnny Strong's house and left like trash and they never even address okay. it. Why Why do you think Tom Berenger wears fucking suits? He is like a lieutenant, right? Why would he have a used love seat? That's the kind of man that has a leather, like, he probably calls it his man Yeah, cave. that it's he has dead. used. It's an old, it's like, it's like an antique leather chair <laughs> that he polishes. He polishes I... me. Okay. I'm going to be honest, actually, because I think just because it was Casey saying it, my brain forgot that the furniture category of love seats existed, and I was going a whole <laughs> other direction with that. See, I just went to the house with the clock in its walls, and I am the chair that's going to eat him to death ass first. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Tom Berenger. I'm sure you're... A nice man. One day I'm Tom sorry. Berenger is going to come through his front door and Casey is going to come skittering out of the dark straight skittering. for that booty. 
don't come for Tom Berenger. I'm the only one that comes for Tom <laughs> Berenger. So you guys stay in your own fucking lane. Why don't we talk about Samurai Cop, a.k.a. Johnny okay. Strong, a.k.a. the best piece of wood you've ever seen. It's log, it's log, it's big, it's brown, it's wood. It's big, it's heavy, it's wood. He's very much a rock himbo. I said he's a good mix of the guy from Samurai Cop. Like, that's a good-looking guy. And Greg Sestro from The Room's acting ability in, like, one of his cheekbones, maybe. Is not really acting a lot. He's just kind of like looking at things a lot in the movie. Does that make sense? Yeah the the scene we were mocking Sean Patrick Flannery for earlier, <laughs> we really probably should be giving Flannery more credit than we did because right. he's acting against Johnny yeah. Strong, who's trying to like do give an emotional over the top performance and failing. <laughs> miserably it's like when a baby looks around you but you want to feel like the baby's looking at you but then you realize later like they can't actually see you because they still have like fish eyes so they can just see a blob and you're like (laughs) oh no that baby doesn't actually see me yeah no no babies can't like just they don't come out seeing really well it's just blurry shit for a while kind of like puppies okay here's a question what about johnny strong's band what if he gave uh, his metal band performance, right? It's called Operator. Oh, my if God. he did that in this, I think it would have been much better. That was a cross between like army recruit music, music you hear at that gym that has like no cardio machines and it's only weights, <laughs> which I'm not talking shit about because like in order for me to lift weights, I get it. Like I listen to that music. I'm like, yeah, I do stand alone. Look at me. (laughs) (laughs) I have to trick myself. So I would rock the fuck out to Johnny Strong's band in a gym. Maybe even a planet fitness. Uh, We're going to be starting a YouTube channel and it's just going to be Casey working out. (laughs) Look at me. Uh, Listen, this is supposed to be Killer Bee Month, and we've been beating uh, around the bush. Uh, Method Man is in this movie? Question mark. Like Jay? six minutes of screen yeah. time. Yeah. I, okay. Fuck <laughs> you. I feel like you didn't do research. He shows up. Uh, he shows up at one point to announce that he was the older brother oh, of one of the burn victims and a very bad, scary guy. And then he shows up at the end of the movie to cart off the main Russian villain for implied torture and murder. He doesn't give a particularly good performance during the time he's there. And his character actively weakens the story (laughs) of the film. Because, like, Johnny Strong almost had a storyline about not murdering every criminal he encounters. And then he stands by while Method Man carts off the last criminal to be murdered. Yeah, 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 but I didn't do this one. (laughs) David, there's a few things I want to touch on. So first off, I enjoyed the Method Man that we got, and it's not his best performance. I think it's an appropriate. I was really excited. It's an appropriate level of acting for Method Man. (laughs) I was excited by the idea of him being like a mafioso style guy, but the the New Orleans accent that he um, attempts is... Arguably yeah, the worst. Immediately <laughs> abandons. Everyone in this movie is uh, Costner in Prince of Thieves. Like, nobody nobody can follow no. through on an accent. No. God. 
We are fucking watching that movie for this <laughs> I podcast. I fucking hate that movie. Oh my god. I will be so, so mad bad. the whole time. I'm just going to be a, an anger. Okay, can we say something nice about this movie? I don't know. Can we? Have I'm going to say something like nice. It had one good fight in it. Starring yes. Boss Rootin. MMA fucking legend Boss Rootin. Rootin, tootin, rootin. And we got a, a point where Boss Rutten did his signature ground and pound, beating the fuck out of Johnny Strong. It was beautiful. And his signature talk shit about your dead kid. Oh, that actually yeah. was Boss Rutten. Yeah, Boss Rutten plays Decker, and he's the, you know, badass enforcer guy, and I'm just bitching the whole movie. Like, where is he fucking beating on people? And when we finally get it, it's in a scene with some great action. I'm not going to say great, but it was, yeah, it was, it was a fun scene that had some decent combat. Listen, in it, yeah. it was nice to have something that didn't look like fancy paintball right, yeah. anymore. Yeah. That's I mean, true. as contrasted to all of the, the shooting scenes, they're all terrible in my opinion, because most of it is just prey and spray with nothing ever happening, which makes it when people actually get hit, just kind of like random and it feels unsatisfying that they were boring. Yeah. Yeah, about half of the people in this movie that fire a gun do the thing where they f- think they have to like punch <laughs> the bullet out of the gun. Somehow everyone goes down from a headshot, except for people who take three to the chest. It's always three to the chest or a headshot. Nothing in between. That's it. You know, the blocking on the gunfights yeah. is god-awful, but I particularly loved that they always had to make sure there was an establishing shot of somebody's, like, armory beforehand to explain why the good guys suddenly had a goddamn machine gun in a shootout unpopular opinion i do not enjoy shooting movies at all i feel like it doesn't take a lot of talent to like block a shooting movie maybe i just arm maybe i'm not watching the right ones i just prefer some sort of martial arts because i'm like at least like something exciting is happening have you watched heat Okay, let's not compare this movie to Heat. <laughs> no, I... Like, okay, you're going to have a standout. I just... Shooting movies don't excite me. It's just one of those... It feels like I'm a little kid again, and I have to watch my brother and his friends play a shooting game I have no fucking interest in. My favorite shooting scene is the very end, where... Uh, Johnny Strong is facing off against Crow and they, yes, the the end of that is just kind of a beautiful disaster. Johnny Strong for one outruns Crow's car because he has to take the loop. (laughs) Right. And so Johnny starts running and his partner's like, what are you going to do? I'm going to run after it. And he outruns the car, cuts it off. Then Crow, who was shown to be speeding somehow slows down enough to hit him strong and his partner roll over the hood, break the windshield, which causes Crow to go and ramp over a parked car and roll his car a couple of times. Everybody gets up. They're bloodied. They're limping. They're, they're stumbling at each other, pistol in hand, one arm facing straight out, just missing, just fucking like, like they empty six rounds and nobody hits They're anybody. like 10 feet apart and nobody can hit anybody. Right. But one of them just got hit by a car and the other one just crashed his car. So it makes sense until yeah. right. it does the thing again 
and the scene needs to be over, and Johnny Strong suddenly just buries three dead center in the dude's chest. After getting, well, he gets shot in the shoulder, and so he uses that to turn and line his body up and just buries three into his chest. Okay, time out, though. When I'm super drunk, I get really good at darts, and I have to take that stance of where I, like, would take no fire, and I suddenly am really good at darts. I I gotta be honest. Uh, when when Johnny Strong and his partner get absolutely creamed <laughs> by that car, I laughed myself <laughs> stupid because it's such a dumb way to finish I, that scene. They yeah. had so many other opportunities, you know, like know. Johnny man, Johnny manages to take the shot and he puts him down and the car veers off. Johnny pushes his partner out of the way at the last moment and takes the hit himself. Like I, how, why did you choose the dumbest <laughs> option where both of them get Just blasted by this car and flip over in the, the road? <laughs> why did the idiots cross the road? They didn't. They stood in it after they closed the loop. This is the same movie that tells us he had to chase down the guy's car on foot because he has to take the loop, implying that he's going to have, you know, a bunch of turns and a roundabout or something, and then only shows us that car driving in a straight line. Like, just film one turn. Use it twice. Use a different filter. Look. Oh, now he's in a tunnel, maybe. It's really dark. (laughs) Oh, it, is this movie a sinner? A saint? I guess it's time to find out. Oh, Dave, fuck you. the question you. that we always come to ask. Sinners and Saints from 2010. Would you watch it again? Ugh. Like, it's not awful. It's a, it's a perfectly serviceable B-grade buddy cop action film. That's a little light on the buddy, but you know, it, it, it does the thing. If you're the type of person to watch B great action films, I don't think this will be the worst one you've ever seen. But the whole time I was watching this, I was just thinking there are four lethal weapons and like one and a half of them are good. So you could just watch that or, any of the many, 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 many other nearly identical B-grade action movies that have come out since then. So I can't think of a single reason why I would watch this one again over just watching another one of those. So no, I'm not going to watch Sinners and Saints again. I'll probably listen to more of Johnny Strong's (laughs) god-awful music, though. You starting working out, bro? I yeah I'm 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 probably gonna throw it on the workout playlist yeah. Case, how about you? Uh, we didn't get as much Method Man as you might have hoped for. So <laughs> now that you know that that's such a low dose of Wu Tang, Sinners and Saints, would you watch it again? Um, on a scale of zero to not hard target, <laughs> this is not hard target. No, I wouldn't watch this again. Um, there was barely anything I loved in this. There was barely any Method Man. There was barely any Tom Berenger. Johnny Strong barely took his shirt off. He did once, thank God, for the fucking Boss Bruton fight. Like, no. It it was 
No. Okay. No, it would not. That's all I got. Jay, I have a question how about... before you ask Jay. Oh, yeah. On the scale of zero to not hard target, where does hard target <laughs> rank? Is hard target. It's kind of like its <laughs> own like Rainbow Road secret course. Gotcha. Okay. That was a critical question. <laughs> it was a very important question. It was a critical answer. Me. Because I was very thrown off by the scale. <laughs> if I felt we had, I thought the zero and not hard target would equal the same thing. So I needed some clarification, but I didn't realize it was a rainbow road situation. <laughs> we sound like the worst criminals. No, nah, it's a rainbow road situation. <laughs> All right. I'm glad we could clear that up. Jay, how about you? Sinners and Saints, would you watch it again? Uh, that's a tough one. I thought that Sinners and Saints was going to be peak shitty cinema. It featured Method Man and Tom Berenger, promised me gang action in New Orleans, and absurd villains. Unfortunately, this film is plagued by poor pacing, awful aesthetics, an overambitious goal, and a total lack of camp. The shooting action is some of the worst I've ever seen. There is the beautiful El Camino, however, and God damn it if I didn't love the martial combat at the end. I mean, I think despite the slow opening, it was kind of banging. In fact, the entire end of this train wreck is kind of its own beautiful train wreck with the action scenes. It's just ridiculous. And I don't really mind a slow startup movie to begin my drinking, and I should be good and scotched up by the time the fun really kicks in, which sounds like a great way to watch Sinners and Saints again. Jesus. Is that I'm a so yes? Is that a roundabout? Yeah. yeah, that's a yes. Ew. Okay. Okay. Better but question. Don't. If I took a completely different B movie and I put it in a Sinners and Saints DVD case, do you think you would retain enough of this film to realize you didn't just watch no, the same absolutely movie? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so the verdict okay. is in. One out of three of us could be gaslit into watching this movie again. <laughs> oh, but we want you guys to watch it and let us know if it's really, truly the kind of B-movie trash that we should be loving. Dave, what do we have going out next week? Well, I'm going to change up our Wu-Tang member next week. Um, we're going to go for a movie uh, co-starring the self-appointed leader of the clan, RZA. Uh, we are going to be watching Brick Mansions, a remake of one of my favorite movies of all time. Also co-starring the exact same guy as the original movie, David Bell. So hope y'all are looking forward to that. We're going to see some really cool looking flips uh, and some really bad acting. Follow us on social media, Facebook at sh.ttycinema, Twitter at Bad Movies Bad People, PPL, Instagram at casey.cinema, Patreon slash shittycinema or shittycinema.com. Check the description below if you didn't catch all that. And if you want to help us out, give us a thumbs up on Facebook and share this podcast with friends. And in the meantime, let's turn out the lights, turn up the yellow filter, and go paintballing with our bros, bro. <laughs>
I'm gonna take your worshipment away. Dave, I need you to, like, hear some heavy synth behind me. I'm gonna take your worshipment away. In a battle van. Man, man, man. In a fucking pain. 